What is up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios, which is actually on location today. Um, we are you are road tripping with Steve-O, and we are in Hudson, Wisconsin, which is just right outside Minneapolis. And the reason why we're doing this podcast is because sitting here in front of me is a fellow happy lifer. And I asked him if he would do a podcast with me because something that's happened to him recently. And it's actually perfect because this is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We already put out a podcast on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So this isn't going to come out on Martin Luther King Jr. Day because we're just recording it today. But I felt like it was very appropriate that we actually record this today nonetheless you know if no one else knows about it but i guess i'm telling you about it so so you do know about it but eric welcome to happy life studios steve-o thank you for having me i honored first and foremost that you got me on here today this is great i'm looking forward to having a conversation and talking to the other happy lifers i think it's going to be great so let's get to it huh i'm going to show you i'm going to show you this is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. How long have you been a happy lifer? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the first time. It's got to be at least 10 years. Wow. 10, 11, maybe, something wow. like that. So That's crazy. That's it's crazy. It's gone by quick. Yeah. It's gone by quick. And you have helped me in so many different ways. Whatever way that you can help, Eric has helped me. I remember when we had to go through, you had to drive me to the airport, and you were willing to do it in a heartbeat, but it was like, wasn't it blizzarding like crazy when you were driving me to the airport? Yeah, I think that was... Two, maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, I think we were going from Eau Claire. Yeah, and, and it was a scary trip, yeah. and it was about an hour, normally an hour, hour and a half, something like that. But it was yep. ugly weather, and I'm glad you were driving because I'm not a Midwest boy anymore, so I don't I haven't driven the snow much, and you just took it like a champ. And But it was I remember that trip. It was a very powerful trip. It was. I remember that as well. Yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, I think that was the time that put the truck in four-wheel drive and take our time to be safe, and it was a chance to kind of share my testimony with you and let you know really who I am and, and my life story and really kind of where God's brought me today. And I remember it. I really do. That's a time that I'm not going to forget. It was, uh, it was a precious moment with you um, just talking with you. Yeah, yeah, me too. So thanks. And, and Eric, has, you've always, you're always a giver. You always love to help. And you're always asking me, what, what, do, you, what do I need uh, and do whatever you can to make sure that happens. You contact me even throughout the year. You'll text and just ask how I'm doing. And, and you're always there to encourage me. And I want you to know, I mean, you're the epitome of what a happy lifer looks like to me. Thank you. So um, happy lifer. That's one reason why I want to do this podcast with Eric. Uh, but another reason is something happened to you. Just was it today or was it yesterday? Yesterday afternoon, early afternoon, right after church service. So it was, it was the day right before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But you had a friend, and it wasn't just a friend that passed away, but there's a lot of things of the story that are very kind of unique and, and interesting and, and very heartwarming to me. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your friend. So my buddy, his name was Leon Reddick, and Leon was born December 6, 1935. And, and you were born, born when? 
I was born in July of 1970. So that so, was that's point number one to me. Yeah. So you say you have a friend, but there's a 35-year difference between you and him, but you would never know it the way you talk about this guy. Right. So I just wanted to point that out. That's Whenever you come across one of the points, that I think I might, I might point it out and interrupt you. But yeah, so number one, he's 35 years older than you, but you can still consider him a friend, which I think is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I met... Steve, well, I met Leon. Uh, he moved in next door to my grandparents in an uh, assisted living building called Comforts of Home out here in Wisconsin. And he played bingo. I would go and play bingo with my grandparents. And he had moved in and played bingo. And we just hit it off right away. And that's point number two for me. Yeah. So you're going there to visit your grandparents. Number one, that you would even go visit your grandparents. Right. And play bingo with them and hang out with them. And then you paid attention to someone that shouldn't even be in your wheelhouse. You're there to take to bless your grandparents, to be with your grandparents. Right. But Leon is living right next door to them in, the, in this housing unit, right? Correct. And you just naturally become his friend. It really was kind of neat. And so in talking with Leon, he actually sat next to me when we were playing bingo. And I introduced myself to him. He was kind of quiet. And he introduced himself back to me, and it was just like we had known each other for years. It was just kind of crazy. Uh, Leon, um, a black guy. And you're a white guy. In I'm fact, a white guy. You're, you're yeah. a, an Amundsen. You're as white as they get. You're, this is Norwegian which, Norwegian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, you betcha. So you are, you are sweet or Norwegian all the way, right? Correct. You're, right. Correct. And he was as black as could be, too. I mean, he was a boy he that was. was born in the South, man. He right? was. You, didn't you say he was born in Mississippi or something like that? Born in Mississippi, yep. yep. And then the friendship that you have with each other, even though your cultures are vastly different. That's just so cool because that's what I think it's supposed to look like, honestly. It is. It is. And it was one of those that, I mean, the friendship, Steve-O, literally was instant. And I mean instant. Wow. Um, we probably even lost bingo games because we weren't paying attention. <laughs> we, were, we were jabbering with each other and people were shushing us and telling us to be quiet. It's bingo. You know, senior <laughs> citizens take their bingo very yeah. serious. Well, they got nothing else going on. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's not something you want to mess with. So... But anyway, with Leon, um, we just hit it off. And when he realized that I was visiting my grandparents several times a week, this isn't a once a month wow. or every other month. This That's is literally cool. I, you know, I'm disabled with a, a really bad back problem. And so I have the ability to visit my grandparents. My grandfather's gone now, but my grandma's still alive. And so I would go there several times a week. And he realized that I was coming. And so he liked to sit out in the lobby and would literally see me every time I would come in and we'd just start talking. And sometimes I'd forget that I came to see grandma and grandpa because <laughs> I was too busy talking with Leon. And he so, would wait for you to come. That is so would. cool. Because the next point is, is the thing that your story that really got to me is that Leon really, there's a reason why he waited for you to show up to visit your grandparents. He did. And that's what I was just going to say is that his excitement level was really neat because he didn't have anybody and, and literally nobody, nobody. When you say no, he nobody. had nobody. Uh, Leon was abandoned by his mother when he was a baby. He has no idea who his father was, wow. um, spent his entire childhood in foster care um, no siblings, no aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, nothing. Literally wow. no, no family. One. No family at all. at all. Doesn't even None. know who his family is. Correct. Correct. 
And he had one friend by the name of Susan who helped him get into the assisted living building. But then she had moved to California. Wow. And so he literally was by himself. And... I can't imagine. It just it, it didn't hit. It didn't register with me, Steve. It it literally didn't. It was like, what do you mean you don't have nobody? I, you know, it just doesn't. I mean, people say stuff like that all the time, but there's still some distant relative that maybe right. they don't even like, or right. there's still a neighbor that knows who they are. But this guy, when he said he had nobody, he had. I mean, nobody, nobody. <sighs> you know, we can go home, Steve, and we've got a wife, or we have kids. Or we have even a neighbors that I have that I can hang out with and right. at least say hi to and whatever. Yep. But yep, so there's nobody there, and it just it broke my heart. It broke <sighs> my heart, you know. And I found myself wanting to spend more time with Leon because of that. You know, my 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 grandparents had 14 children. You know, seven boys, seven girls. Um, And so there are visitors, but I mean, I was the primary, um, but I found myself, here's a man that no kids, not even one. And so I would spend time with him and I, that literally meant the world to him. And at one time he had, he needed something or whatever. He, He wanted something from the store. And I said, well, let's go. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm, you want me to come with you? And I said, yeah, let's go. Come on. I'm wow. busting you out of this joint. And it was assisted living. He could come and go as he pleases, but he literally never how had anybody he? that would take him anywhere. Ugh. So here's a man that loved going for a car ride. You know, just loved it. He would say, let's go for a car ride. I was like, okay, where do you want to go? And he says, well, how do I know? You're driving. <laughs> so it was. Uh, you said he was pretty funny, too. He was. He was. You he guys tease each other a lot? jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would tease me all the time. And, you know, Cause you're that way, too. You tell like me I'm to... just a young kid. Oh, I got to crack jokes. You know, and you, you know, gotta... what's cool about this, too, is he loves car rides, but you're a car dude. Yeah. You love cars. Cars man. are fun. And you always let me borrow your really nice car when I show up in town. And yeah, and I got so many comments just driving your car around people talking all the time. But right. But right. you. But so he loves car drives. But yet you love cars. I just love how this whole thing. Yeah, it was was great. It really was because we would literally just drive until he got to the point. He says, I got to go back home. My back's getting a little sore. My legs are bothering me. But we would literally drive miles, dozens of miles sometimes and go take him to the grocery store and just wheel around. And he he turned into my buddy. Yeah, he was my buddy. And as we got more and more closer, he'd tell me stories, you know, and and. You know, eight years old, he moved from Mississippi and then went to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, probably around eight years old. So now, you know, we're into the 1940s. And, and he grew up in a foster care, right? Because he, he did his right? entire life. He was in foster care his entire childhood. And, you know, and then into the 1950s, you know, now he's turning into an adult. And so imagine, Steve-O, you know, you and I in our 50s ourselves, you know, we weren't alive in the 1950s, 1960s right. there. So you think about a black man living in the South in this country in the 1950s and yeah. 60s, and then he moved up to Chicago, you know, in his early 20s, maybe around 20 years old. But some of the things that that he told me, it, it brought me to tears. I mean, this is, I don't see color, Steve. I, I don't care. I don't care if you're white, green, brown, red, or blue. doesn't matter to me. I care about what's inside. And Leon realized that right away, you know. 
And we'd even joke about each other's race and stuff like that. And he says, you know, somebody would walk in and he'd introduce me. It was funny. He would introduce people to me as his brother, you know, (laughs) and he meant like biological brother, you know. So race was never a deal to us. So it was kind of funny. And that was his joke is this is my little brother, you know. But, you know, the 50s and 60s in this country, we read about it. Yeah, we've seen books. movies about it. Yeah, we've you know, seen the movies. This morning, Selma was on, so I'm watching Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. You know, and and celebrating his day, and I was just bawling just watching that movie. And like, yeah. like you said, you know, we've seen it in movies, but we've never experienced it. You said something to me about about you know you've heard about all this, seen the movies about it, but you said it had a different impact on you when you were talking with someone who actually went through it. Steve-O, when you are actually sitting there. And you're listening to a man that's looking to you in his eyes. And he's telling you that a man looks at him and says, N-word, this ain't no colored fountain. You know? Drink somewhere else. Get your black tail over to the colored fountain or the bathroom. When you got a man looking you in the eyes and telling you that, it tears you apart inside. This isn't a movie. This isn't in a book. This is real life. Uh, your friend, your buddy that's going through this, you know, and it, um, it hurts, you know, and, and we see the, we see everybody talks about racial injustice and everything nowadays. I'm not saying, please hear me, people. I'm not saying that, that we don't have any racial injustice, but people today do not know what racial injustice is compared, compared to compared when to he somebody was... that lived it when we really had some serious problems and please please hear me people i'm not saying there's not any issues today but i'm talking about what the country and people like martin luther king jr a man oh. that that would celebrate his life today because he was killed because he just wanted to be a man yeah. in this country like me and you yeah that's it yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's heartbreaking when you see somebody that lived that life that Martin Luther King Jr. did, and he's telling you those stories. And when you hear it live from somebody that lived it, and you actually hear the N word, and you hear that you, do. you don't use the word tail, and when you hear the you know the, not the PG version that we're given right now, but you yeah. hear the the unrated the words that I hate that word. Yeah. I hate that inward. I hate yep. it. And when I hear it, it just makes my blood curdle. I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it at all. And so when, when they're saying that to him, now, now here's a guy that his mama left him when he was a baby. Yep. Doesn't know who his dad is. Has no family. Yeah. Raised up in a foster situation. Did he tell you much about the foster? Was it, did he have good experiences in that? It or? was hard. Okay. It was hard. So he had a lot of bad foster parent experiences. Yeah. Then he grows up, starts to become, he moves away at, at eight years old. Right. Then he comes to a city and then he's he's called these words and treated like this. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine the type of rejection that you would face your whole life. And then like I would I, I don't know what I would do if I was raised that way. And then I'd start to have people call me names like that and say, I can't use yeah. your drinking fountain. And I got to get my you know what out of town. And I got to I can't imagine the rage that had to have been inside of him. Yeah, it was. And by that time, now he's moving to Chicago. So he's in Chicago and. You got a kid that's just messed up. Literally, no family, no nobody. Your yeah. foster care, and what that does to a child, I, I, I can't. I even can't imagine. imagine it. 
I mean, I, I hate the movies. Just, I was bawling today just watching Selma, right? And right. Watching Injustice. Right. Like, like, how can somebody beat somebody like that? How can they, with their horses and, and, and running, chasing them out, out that bridge and beating them with, with Billy Sticks and with a whip and stuff? And I know it's yep. Hollywood, but that stuff yep. happened, right? It's and how real. can you be full of that kind of hate and that kind yeah. of cluelessness, right? Yeah. But that's in a movie. Yeah. And now you, he went through it. Yeah, and he's telling you the story across from. A, I can't imagine what you felt like listening to that. It, I, like I said, it, you're just heartbroken. I mean, when you you get emotional when you see a movie that impacts you, but it just is so different when you've actually got a real life a person. real live person sitting right there in front of you. What to think? Oftentimes, too, even with the social media today, it's easy to post stuff on there, be judgmental, be matter of fact, be in your face, but. We never talk to a person face to face like that. No, we'll do it. We're all hiding behind. We're, our we're not seeing him in the same way. We all know about the, the racial injustice today and social injustice today, and we're also many of us are aware of what happened in the fifties and yep. even further back than that, and even in the sixties and seventies, and how ugly it was and how brutal it was, right? Yep. Um, but when you're facing a person and it's face to face, I think you know that's that's the only problem with social media is it's not face to face. You're right. not seeing the person that your words are affecting. And so anyway, he goes to Chicago. Yeah, he's in Chicago. Tough life. You know, he gets caught up. Drugs, things like that. You know, he was never never a violent criminal or anything. You know, he didn't no armed robberies, things like that. There was nothing ever major like that. It just got caught up into that drug world. You know, and sometimes we find ourselves that those are the people that accept you. You know, or those are the mm. ones that hang out with you. I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for you, buddy. And and so you get caught up in that crowd. And next thing you know, you find yourself being caught. The police catch you for having drugs on you. Or the next thing you know, you're dealing drugs. Next thing you know, you're spending half your adult life in prison. Wow. And that's what happened to Leon. You know, he, uh, he got caught up in drugs. And his last... Um, sentence that he had I don't remember if it was 9 years or 19 I think it may have been 19 years that he sat he got out in 1999 so that means in 1980 he went into prison and in 1999 he got out so here he is you know now he's into his 60s you know and he's out of prison and he had said that it was literally in his prison sentence there he said, I turned into an old man. He said, I turned into an old man. My life was gone. It was over. And he got out. And I didn't meet Leon, Steve-O, in, until his later 70s. You know, I think he was probably about 78, 79, somewhere in there by the time I met him. But what really got to be pretty neat with me is, you know, with him telling me the stories, it's heartbreaking. It's so hard to hear. But what made me kind of laugh when I said, well, you at least believe in Jesus, right? And he says, buddy, only a dummy wouldn't believe in the good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that was really kind of a turning point for me and Leon that I wasn't able to get him to go to church with me because of his health, you know, and being able to sit you know, for even an hour, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard for me. He had to move from his chair to his bed and stuff like that. It's not easy but, for you easy either with your back. I know I, that for a fact. Right, right. And so I don't have the physical capabilities. You know, Leon's a, he was a bigger man. You know, he's he was probably about 5'10", 
but he was a pretty good sized guy and but I prayed with him and that's what mattered and we prayed over the years and I think what mattered is that you kept showing up at his door. That's what I think mattered. That's all I was going to say. We had a lot of good times. It wasn't that you prayed with him, but it was that you prayed with him. Exactly. You were exactly. there with him. You became yeah. his friend. He became your friend, despite your cultural difference, despite your generational difference. Yeah. It didn't matter to you, and he became a buddy. And I know what today's been a hard day because I've – I've catch you. I've heard you crying. I've been right there with you when you've been on the phone. Yeah. You know? And yeah. one reason why we're doing this podcast is because I'm listening to you talk to the funeral home and they have to get his information for the, whatever you call it. The, um, it's for his death certificate for, and from his, you. Yeah. You, you're the one that given the, and then you're telling me you're getting his ashes and you don't even know what to do with his ashes. And yeah. He's got nobody to give his ashes to. Right. And so we started talking with that and I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's with God in heaven right now. He had Amen. a friendship with God, Amen. and that's, yep. you know, that's what God made. He, he wants us all to be in that relationship with him, right? And Leon accepted that, and so he's in a much better place. He's not suffering anymore. So I Amen. said, on the one hand, he doesn't really – I don't think he cares right now about where his ashes go. Right. But on the other hand, I, I just said, I, I don't think – the thing is, you want to do something with his ashes so it's going to remind other people of his life. And what he went through. So here's a guy that went through all that hate and all that anger against him and all that. He went through so much junk and unlove and rejection, all that stuff. And yet he was such a fun man later on in his life, even though he felt like his life was wasted. It couldn't have been too wasted when all of a sudden you were so attracted to be his friend. Yeah. 35 years difference. As different as black and white. As night Amen. day. I mean, yep. because you're as white as they get. He's, he's, he's as black, black as, as they, they get, get. man. Yep. Southern boy from Mississippi. And yet the friendship that you guys had. And that's what, you know, what happy life looks like to me. But I, I just said, can I do a podcast with you? Because I, in some way, I just kind of, I want Leon to be remembered. I you do know, too. I don't know if there's going to be anyone at his funeral service, right? Except for you. And maybe you'll bring some of your friends and stuff. But I just thought if there's a way that we can do a podcast and we can remember this man and happy life or that's what we're doing right now. And so I'm glad that you're on this journey with us and, and helping him with that. But so, you know, thanks for, for sharing all this stuff. And I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, some good memories you have about Leon or anything that you would like us to know about Leon before I have you close it up and wrap it up. And you know what, Steve, well, this is why I said that I was honored to be here because you've given me a chance to tell the world or anybody else that's listening that, there was once a man named Leon Reddick. Yeah. He didn't have a middle name. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking me what his middle name was. I said he didn't have one. But there was once a man named Leon Reddick. And he turned 85 years old last month. And he made it through Christmas. And I think my happy life moment with him is that I got to know him. And, you know, the good Lord put us in place with one another. And... On Christmas Day, he was so happy. You know, the staff had told me that he was telling everybody, hey, come on over, everybody. Let's open our presents. And he was my friend. And I know some people may not care, but I did. And I think that for people to know that 
everybody deserves at least one loved one. Yeah. And I thank God every day moving forward, like I have, that I was Leon's loved one. And I may have been the one and only, but at least he had one. And I'm honored that I had that chance. And um, I'm going to remember him and... I just want to, I just want to honor my buddy, and that was it. I'm going to ask you if there's anything you want to say to any other Eric's out there or any other Leon's out there before we close out. But I do want to say one thing before I do that is that there's a reason why I'm doing this podcast with you right now before I head to the airport. Um, and I, I could have waited. We could have done it online, but it was it's fresh with you right now because he just passed away this morning. In fact, you're not even taking me to the airport like you were going to because you're waiting around for the funeral home. Yeah. Um, and, and so we found another ride because, I mean, you're going through it right now, and I get that. One reason why I'm doing it to you in person, I could have just told the story. Right. But you're the other hero of this podcast today. And happy lifer. We wanted to honor Leon, but I also, I didn't, I didn't tell Eric this either because he wouldn't have went, went along with it if I did. Uh, you're a very humble man. I mean, you are a mayor of your town. Um, you have been through so much stuff. You know so many things. You're this this great kept secret, right? But you're a very humble man. You don't carry any arrogance about you or any air of like I'm an, I'm important. And uh, I have to tell you, I mean, you're the only private investigator mayor I know. You're the only mayor I know. <laughs> the, only, the guy that's a mayor, the guy that's a private investigator. You don't carry yourself like that. You're a very giving person. But this, how you treated a man that no one else would treat. Right. He he had nobody, and yet you became that somebody. And happy lifer, I think that, Eric, you, you are the epitome of what a happy lifer looks like to me. Thank you. And this was all, you're not getting any accolades for this. This is all unnoticed except for this podcast right now. But I, I wanted to honor you in this podcast as well without embarrassing you. But I love how... You just went to go visit your grandparents, and here's a guy that you took notice of. Yeah. And from that, your life was changed. I mean, you went to go change his life to help him out, to give him, to encourage him to be his friend, but your life was changed by his because we all have something to offer. So I say a happy life applause to you, a happy life tip, tip of my happy life hat to you. Um, I'm honored that you are a happy lifer because I think this is how happy lifers are supposed to live. So thank you for modeling that for us. Yeah. You're welcome, Steve. It, um, it, it really is an honor, you know, and I, I want to suggest to people, you know, it's, I like history, so it's a little different for me, you know, but I want to, kind of throw a challenge out to the listeners out there, Steve, is that right now we're in the, the, the craziness of the coronavirus pandemic and everything. But I'll tell you what, guys and gals, when this is over, go to your area nursing home, you know, yeah. Good it, idea. And, and it doesn't matter memory care, assisted living, you know, the memory care is tough because they, 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 they're in memory care and they don't remember a lot of stuff, but go to your assisted living places where the senior residents live and just go there volunteer or just go and say i'd just like to visit with somebody is there and anyone just ask questions yep, is there anyone that doesn't get a visitor and just go visit with that that, that senior lady or senior man and just talk with them because you literally have no idea what that does for those people and i'm not gonna lie 
<laughs> my my kids and my wife tease me all the time that you know my old peeps is what they call my friends you know a lot of them <laughs> and it's tough because my friends pass away at a quick rate you know i've lost a few over the last 15 years but the joy that these people have brought to me wow and now with my buddy Leon, Leon was probably one of my best friends, wow. 35 years older than me, a black man from Mississippi with a white kid from Wisconsin. From the frozen tundra of frozen Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And he was my best buddy. And, so, and, you don't, and you don't even have to be a conversationalist. No, you don't. All you they have to do is talk. ask questions. Yep. All they, they don't, I don't know if they even need a conversation. They want someone to listen to them. They want someone to ask them questions and then listen. If you, if all yeah. you know how to do is ask a question, tell me what it was like when you were 17. What would you say to anybody else out there that would, yeah. you know, if you could say anything, what would you say to the world today? Or, you know, why are you so happy? Or, you know, what's it like living here? And don't be afraid to let them get negative too. And, and, and vent yeah. that stuff off. Cause a lot of these they they have no one and not not just people in assisted living but people that are our neighbors yeah people are holding this stuff in and when you let it out i mean i can't imagine all that stuff that he held inside being in prison yeah being treated with racism harsh racism where he's called all sorts of words right yeah that's all inside because he had no one to talk to and then all of a sudden god he sends an eric to show up and all of a sudden he's able to tell that story to you and get that off his chest yeah <sighs> So, you know, you don't even have to be a, a talker. If you just ask a question or two and you listen, you just, that's what happy life looks like. I mean, you it just is. made somebody's day. And in the process, <laughs> they're going to make your day Yeah, as well. Yeah. I may be sad today uh, by losing my buddy, but I'm telling you, man, there is a 90% of me that's not sad because I'm happy that Leon Reddick, my yeah. buddy, my friend, Leon is with Reddick. Jesus today. He's dancing. He's not hurt. He's got his brand new healthy body, and he's dancing with the Lord, and he's having a good time. He's He's got his fried chicken, yep. and he's got his orange pop. <laughs> That's so, what he always had. Fried so, chicken, yeah. orange pop, you said. Yep. 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 His chicken and his orange pop. He is a happy man, and I'm going to miss him. But you know what, Steve? I'm going to see him again someday because the good Lord put me in his life, and I know he's with the good Lord today. And I know someday when the good Lord calls me home, I'm going to be there and I'm going to see my buddy again too. So right on. I just I want to thank you for this, Steve. It's been a great time. Gave me a chance to talk about my buddy Leon and honor him, you and especially bet. on this day with Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yeah, um, it's perfect. I think perfect I, day. Leon Perfect Reddick, day. thanks for making my Martin Luther King Jr. Day so much better. Um, Amen. And that. Leon Reddick, uh, our happy life hat goes off to you. We you tip our hats off to you. In fact, I think we should take a few moments of silence right here for all the Leon Reddicks that are out there. I agree. All those that have given their life. I agree. All those that have been mistreated um, because of race. Um, and I think we could just take 15 seconds. Yeah of just silence and think about these people. Thank you. Happy lifer. Now go make somebody else's day. Find another Leon Reddick out there because they're all around us and we don't always even notice it. Some
Make just one someone happy And you will be happy too Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. <laughs>